finals set to Mountain Park. Friday form battle. Uh, just very quickly with Tepping Tigers. Now, we, we correctly predicted that Timmy Richter would um, start around at, you know, $1.5, $1.8 last week, Dad. Um, yes. I'm thinking this is a little wilier because of the time between runs, but I'm, <coughs> I think the Tempting Tigress, as long as we hear no negative information, will start about a dollar twenty-two. So that's why I'm advocating. If you, are, I'm not saying you don't have to choose to play her in your multis. I'm going to. You don't have to choose to. I hope. But if you're going to, I would do it now because I don't think she's going to start any longer than a dollar forty-five. Put it, put it that way. Would we agree on that part of it then? Initially, when I looked at the race, I thought outside back row first up, it was too short. But when you go through one-on-one, she can win that race from any position. Yeah. So, look, you're probably right. And, and look, the other thing with the odds on is once the first one wins and then the second one, the rest of them just get shorter because of all-ups and the like anyway. And, look, they can end up starting um, under the odds anyhow. But you, you're probably right in harness most of the time if you can identify a good thing, you're better off backing up the day or two before it odds on because they often get shorter. And case in point was last week, a horse that we both suggested is going to start $1.04 and you could easily get $1.25 until, well, probably an hour before the race. Now, I we're going to do the um, Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic final form for the two-year-old trotting Colts of Geldings and the juvenile trotting fillies. These, I, I didn't add these in as a short price favourites. There's actually two more in these two races, yeah. but no way in the world for me. Uh, are they going in the multis? Um, I will say this very, very briefly. I've written the article about it tomorrow. The homegrown classic um, concept was a very good one, but it is, it's played more positions than Adam Hunter did for West Coast, as I, as I wrote uh, in this article. And I think that uh, I think that now we're finally getting it into a spot. It either had to be right at the end of the season for the, for the horses who didn't compete in the big futurities or nice and early to quarantine them away because there have been periods where these races have been in the wrong spot, haven't they, the homegrowns? And I, I like them here better than where they've been at stages over the last couple of years. Uh, look, you're right. Um, but again, uh, a sore point with me over the years, these are the trotters. Uh, but similarly uh, so, opportunities to race in for two-year-olds uh, and uh, the allowance of massaging the field sizes to allow two-year-olds to get to the track. Here we are faced with the majority of the field having only had the one start, which was in the heat. In yeah. fact, there was only that one heat that allowed them to get in to have a race. I dare think of how many other opportunities missed by connections um, to run in races as a two-year-old. So, and I know it's happened with the Pacers previously as well, and I just think the opportunity for... Uh, owners who have um, most recently invested uh, into horses, whether it's by breeding or whether it's by uh, purchasing at the sales, they need opportunities to get their money back because if they're getting the opportunity of winning a Vic Bread or prize money back, they will probably breed again. So I think it's hurting the breeding industry um, because what happens if the field size or the acceptances are six or less, the race gets aborted, abandoned, and um, and you miss out on opportunity. Now, when that happens time and time again, and I'm sure there's plenty of breeders and there's plenty of owners and frustrated trainers out there where that's happened, um, it, uh, you know, you belt your head against the brick wall so often. I, I, I know I've been on about it a fair bit, but I'm not sure key people get it. Every other state in Australia allow races where you can have fields of four for two-year-olds 
And at the other end, we missed an opportunity with Just Believe. So at the marquee end, again, have that opportunity mm. um, to, to have those horses race. Uh, there's more opportunities for all other classes that are in between. So, look, it's good that this race is on for them. And it's you mentioned the time of the year that's available, but I'm sure there was a lot of frustrations for many of those uh, owners, breeders, uh, preparers uh, to get these horses uh, into today's race with a lack of opportunities that may or may not have been there. I wasn't keeping a close eye on the, the <clears throat> trotting races leading up to this, but I know what it's been like in the pacing races for the two-year-olds, and it's very off-putting. Well, it's it, particularly when, you're, uh, when you've made the effort and you're fortunate enough to get a two-year-old that is up and going a little bit earlier than the others. You think, well, I want to make hay while the sun shines. Now, because of the, there only being a dress rehearsal, one qualifier for this Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic decider for the two-year-old trotting Colton Geldings, what you see should be what you get. Yeah. There is one Wizzy horse. Wig. There is one. Rocky, Rocky Valley deserves to be favourite, but there is one horse in this race that, based on its only start, seems to be massively over the odds. And I wonder whether we've we've both found it. Even if you only want to back it for a place here, Dan. Uh, are you? Well, I was going to say Koufax because of the draw. Um, uh, have you found something else like a? Uh, I would imagine. Actually, I'm not sure. I'd just be. Henry's, straws. Henry's horse was enormous. H- Henry's horse, yep. And 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 had trialled well around Courage's Law. We know Courage's Law's got ability. Um, if somebody just whispered in Courage's Law, this is a trial and not a race, mate. This is a trial. It's fine. You don't have to break up and do things wrong because you just do what you <laughs> do at trials. He'd be okay because he's trialled spectacularly and that's why his SP profile continues to be unbelievable. So Courage's Law has had the five starts. The, these are his odds. 480, 423, 10, 265, 50. He's won one of those races and made mistakes in just about everything and been beaten distanced, been beaten 80 metres, 58 metres. So they know how good he is. Henry Source made a late mistake and was just absolutely phenomenal, I thought. Um, in its heat, it's 21 and 270. But Rocky Valley, professional, gate speed, lead, Kufax behind the leader. There's a very strong argument to be made that this is, this should be a predictable contest, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I think so. I'm I'm happy enough to go with Koufax. I mean, good luck to Heather Morrissey. Um, looks a nice type of horse. Certainly forward enough and gets a good gait. If 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 he can show some improvement on his last run, he's going to represent that slightly better value. I don't think there's much between Koufax and Rocky Valley on what we saw at Maryborough. Um, Rocky Valley's got the natural gait speed and is likely to lead, and it might end up a similar situation to last time. But I've tipped one for. Uh, you mentioned Henry's horse. Um, he galloped out the start from barrier number one here. Um, I'm not put off by uh, the outside gate here with further experience. His manners are obviously um, are important, as they are to every other horse in the race. And I think Courage as Law only has to trot um, all the way to be uh, in the mix as well. One, four, seven, six. And we move on to the second of the homegrown classic deciders this time for the freshman trotting fillies and... Um, two qualifiers here, but again, what you see should be what you get. You would think Violet Stanford um, was very, very good for Nathan Jack. Training driver on debut, showed gate speed, won by 25 metres, and the last bit of the race was clearly the best. It, it, quite staggeringly, both qualifiers for this race were recorded in exactly the same mile rate of 203.2, but the last half was much quicker for Violet Stanford. Having said that, if this horse Moldy's Mac gets it right, I'm sure it can beat it. What do you reckon, Dan? Um, 
Yeah, look, still learning about them. There's, you know, one of those races, or, or I should say that both races had smaller fields horses that it did uh, things wrong. By process of elimination, some of those horses had to run the, in the positions that they did. Um, with a barrier draw to suit Violet Stanford, it's hard to go past her, but there's too many... Um, well, there's queries on natural improvement, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and also... Always a concern at this time of the year is when these horses qualify in the daytime and then they go to run in their finals at night. Now, at 6.39 and even the race before, Mm. the lights are going to be on, uh, it's darker. There there are circumstances for some of these they haven't experienced before. And they're little one percenters, I know, but it's the one percenters that make you a winner and it's the one percenter that makes you a loser generally. So... There are all these little uh, other factors to be concerned about. I, um, I, I, I like the one. I think Maori's Mac is the one that can improve. But, look, we saw waywardness, greenness. Um, we saw poor trotting skills in a way. Um, so that's not to say they're going to overcome those in one hit. And I'm not just pointing the finger at Maori's Mac. There's plenty of others there. Uh, but with natural improvement, they could improve 30 metres just from first start to second start. So... Um, big query on the race, particularly if you're taking a really short price on Violet Stanford, but at least she ticked that box and you know she's a professional racehorse. So she's my uh, selection here. I, I don't really have any hesitation tipping her, but to back her is something different. Um, one on top. You mentioned Mary's Mac. Um, you would think there'd be natural improvement to come. Doesn't always mean they're going to end up behind the leader just because they've drawn inside of the back row. Uh, Centurion Dream, number 10. Um, and the horse that beat her was third eye, the seven. So one, eight, ten, and seven. There's a few others I could easily mention to be possible chances. If you were taking your um, early quaddy, for example, or even extending your trifecta first four tips, I think Magic Law uh, deserves to be mentioned, even though she was well held by Violet Stanford last start. Violet Stanford only has to make a mistake, and all of a sudden Magic Law's made up the 25 metres. So, and, uh, and even... Um, there was the other one that I um, that uh, has got top four claims based on a uh, decent effort last start, and that was the third eye. Yes, yeah, I mentioned third eye, the oh. seven, but the fiery sunset yeah. might be another one because it did do a bit of work last start. And with Maddie Craven, there's another one that you wouldn't leave out if you wanted to go really wide and get through to that last leg of the. Uh, early quality, but I, I think the one in a way picks herself, but surely something else has got to come out of the pack after having that race experience. Yeah, I find these look. I find these races very hard to to, to summon a bet in because Volt Stanford to me is too short. Unless Nathan Jack just declares it uh, on burning questions later on today, but even if he does, on I a dollar fifty for uh, for juvenile trotter having a second start, I can't do it. Moldy's Mac, I actually haven't mapped to be behind the leader. I reckon if it is behind the leader, it will win. Um, that I, I, and I, the run was just mind blowing, really, from Moldy's Mac on debut. So um, it can win. Third eye seems ridiculous odds. I know the SP says SP profile says it was twenty six dollars on debut. Uh, Matty Gath training and driving, but I think that's uh, you know it was it, it ran the gate was bolting in behind. And won pretty comfortably over a horse in Centurion Dream, who, if you don't mind, has beaten Rocky Valley, second to Cadence Lane, who's got a lot of ability, beaten Star of Patrick. So that form line's got to be good. It's got to be good. And, and third eye, 
it was no fluke that Third Eye won the race. So for it to turn up 16 and 260, I'd prefer to take the 260 about it to run a drum than Violet Stanford $1.50 to win anyway, Dan. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. Um, again, a race that will be plenty of fluctuations, I would imagine, but also uh, a, a race that's important to keep an eye on the horses, particularly as they parade and warm up. Break time. When we return, we're going to kick off the quaddy, and it's really interesting stuff, and I'll tell you why. I'll give a, I'll give a little teaser. I'll be a little pony here before we go to a break. I've marked teaser son of a gun on top and favourite at almost exactly the same price that he is. And in some ways, I'm totally disgusted. I can't actually back the horse, even though I've got him on top, at the exact price that he is. And I'll tell you why. It's a little bit of a weird situation, but we'll talk through it. Dan Malegi and Jabe on Friday form panel, break time comeback, and we'll start the really good races, in my opinion, even though we've got those homegrown classics. The Quaddy Legs starting with the fifth, the fast class pace, the Western Ford.